Have you been searching for a community that gets it? Join me, your host, Monique, as we get real about the emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual effects infertility has on its victims. Let's connect and heal together. I am one in eight, too. Thank you so much, Natalie, for joining me today on the podcast. I appreciate you again so much. And um, yeah, so we could just get started and, and you could just tell everybody a little bit about yourself here. Okay, well, thank you, Monique, for having me. Basically, my journey began when I turned 38. Um, at that time, I had experienced um, a miscarriage, specifically a blighted ovum mm-hmm. is what they me. Um, I went in and they said there was no heartbeat. And that baffled me from there because I had never experienced that. I had my other daughter at 33. You know, everything went just smoothly. But, you know, I do know that once you get past a certain age, you know, things get a little bit more riskier. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, they told me that. And then my journey had sort of began from there to where I was trying to, you know, seek out getting some help. And I um, basically, um, I tried, you know, I, I believe I had started, you know, getting some natural help. You know, I trust, mm-hmm. I, I was originally born in Belize and there's a lot of um, home remedies that people would try, you know, when they experience infertility and things like that. And um, some friends, you know, of mine, they suggested, well, why don't you just do a detox? You okay. know, that's a good place to start. They said, oh, you just need to do a detox, you know, that, that, that'll, that'll fix everything. And so I proceeded to do you know some Cena teas, you know, Senna teas, stuff like that, and that didn't work. And then there was another remedy about you know using like tree bark, you know, drinking that, and that didn't work as well. So I said, you know, I don't want to waste any time because time is not on my side already. So I proceeded to looking to you know getting some traditional help western help i guess you would say and so i went i think i went i saw something about a free consultation somewhere no Mm -hmm. ability so i think i went there i think i had forgot this part of my journey because i've told my story several times but you know little details kind of escape your memory but um Mm -hmm. i don't think i share that i went to like a free consultation in glendale and they just kind of sit you down and they just kind of they think they did something with the, I took my H, the AMH test and, you know, to just see some basic things about you, your levels. And they told me that, you know, they said, you know, you have, you have good AMH and all these things, but consider your age, you know, you, you're going to want to consider doing something a little bit more invasive. So mm-hmm. I proceeded to try to start getting some kind of treatment and I started doing Clomid. And I don't know if you've done that. I know our journeys are a little similar, but um, I found that to be very painful doing the Clomid. (laughs) And that was the first part of the pain that I went through. Mm. And that didn't work, you know, that didn't work. So then I believe, you know, they recommended that I go to the next level of trying to do like IUI or IVF. And for me, IVF was not an option. 
because, you know, I could not borrow any money for that. And that was just not an option. So I started to research getting like a clinical trial, you know, doing one of those. And mm -hmm. it was to my amazement, I found out that a lot of the clinical trials, they don't even want to work with women that are past 35 years old. Okay. And I, yeah, I was already past that age. So I said, wow, this is interesting because there was a lot of studies that I've found online, but they were geared to people that were younger. You know, right. they figure past 35 that, you know, like, you know, you're not serious about having a child, I guess. I don't know. So I tried the Clomid, that didn't work. And then they were saying about, okay, I did the clinical, said the clinical trials. And then um, I started seeking out getting um, IVF. So I found out about a place in Irvine called Life IVF. And mm -hmm. it's like an Asian, you know, uh, clinic there. And they said every month they give away a treatment, like a natural IVF treatment. And it's valued at like $6,000. And all you do, you just come, you know, they, they do a presentation about fertility. And then at the end, they do a raffle. And so they'll give away a treatment. So I said, you know what, I think this is worth a try. So I went there, it was on a Saturday. And I went down there and I was like the last, one of the last guests to show up actually almost didn't make it. You know, mm -hmm. I had some difficulty getting there, but I did make it. And they had someone go up to do the raffle. She actually was African-American and mm -hmm. she was former winner of the treatment. And she did the raffle and then she dropped the first ticket, fell on the floor. And then she asked them, well, what do I do now? And they said, well, pick another um, ticket. So she, they did the raffle again. And the second ticket that they picked was my number. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah, it's meant to be, girl. It's meant to be, you know? Yeah, it was meant, I said, that was for me, you know, because God saw, you know, <clears throat> me try to get out there. And he knows the struggle it was to get out there that day. So... Yeah. I won, you know, they, they called me up and they, they, you know, spoke to me afterwards and they said, well, you know, congratulations, you won the treatment. And it, I, I was amazed that not one couple that was there had said anything to me for some reason that just, you know, bothered me because I know people may have come there from all over the world. I don't know how far people might've come there. And so I could, that was my first, you know, Thing with infertility where I saw other how what other people go through you know and how it hurts people you know when they don't get that opportunity and I've been there myself I know how they what they're going through yeah. but basically you know they said well Miss Jordan the next step is to meet with a financial counselor and you know they you know so I met with the financial counselor me and my husband he, and they sat us down and they said well there's you know another additional thousand dollars that we will have to come up with and so I said to him well I guess you know can we get a loan you know and so he says okay you know let's get a loan and then let's just go you know just try it so we got the loan we applied for the loan we got the loan and then we were able to start the um, treatment very painful back to the painful thing again you come there they start prodding you poking you all this stuff and 
you know, it just reminded me when I had first started with the Clomid, you know, and it's just a lot of pain. I says, I keep saying in the back of my head, I said, I know there's a better way. But at that time, I didn't know what, what it was. And so I went through everything. We went through the retreat, egg retrieval. That was painful. They went, you know, a, a lady told me when I was doing the whole process, she's like, well, you know, these things don't usually work the first time. You know, I said, really? And she said, no. She said, people usually have to do these like two, three times before it yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was yeah. saying, well, that's kind of, she's like, she's kind of like being honest, but at the same time, I, I don't know, the whole time, I'm a person of faith, and I figure if I could have gotten this far, you know, then it's got to work, you know? Um, yeah, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I you understand. know, yeah. I said it's hard to swallow that kind of thing, you know, when you, yeah, yeah. when you, when you have so much hope or if you, you just try to be optimistic, optimistic, you know, so I definitely get it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. So then I said, oh, it's going to work, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm saying it's going to work. I know what she, she's, she's sincere, you know, what she's telling me, but I know it's going to work. So then I went through the whole thing and then, you know, when they, I got to the oil injections, you know, in the, my rear end, I was like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? Mm -hmm. I mean, this thing is way beyond what I thought I was going to go through, you yeah. know? And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so they called me with the results after the transfers and everything. And they said, Mrs. Jordan, your treatment failed. It did not work. And I was so, uh, Monique, when I say devastated, yeah. I was so devastated that day. It was like, what do I do now? It's like, I've tried science. I've tried my herb, you know, my natural remedies that I know of at, right. at the time, you know, and I said, what do I do now? So then something came across. I, I was doing research. I guess I was always doing research during my journey. Mm -hmm. And I read somewhere that acupuncture is very helpful with people that do um, treatments, fertility treatments and things like that. And I said, I've never tried that. Mm -hmm. So I tried the acupuncture for about six months, four to six months in, and then I didn't see any change. I was going there. I, I enjoyed going. It was very uh, relaxing going. I would fall asleep on the table a lot of the times, but I didn't really see anything so I know that they used to sell little herbs in the pill form you know when you walk in I said I never tried that so I was starting to take some of those and you know I like I said nothing happened so I went to the my acupuncturist he was really a really good acupuncture I mean when he did the needlework I mean I, I didn't feel anything he was wow. really really good uh-huh it was this place in um Venice California okay Venice Venice in Los Angeles, I'm sorry. And um, it's, it's called Costa Acupuncture. It's very reasonable. Mm -hmm. you know, I, okay, I, wonderful. I'm glad you gave the name out there. We have, I have a lot yeah. of listeners from California, so that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I like to share information. And so he was very reasonable. He does group acupuncture. And all that means is that it is, uh, you know, you, you're not like, it's not in a big group, but it is separated by partitions and things. He had one little back room in the back, but you have your privacy when you go there. And that's what I like. 
And so I just said to him one day, I said, David, you know, I don't really see anything happening from this, you know, acupuncture. And he said, well, you win some and you lose some. And I said, you know, it's not saying anything like that. It's just, I'm just, you know, feeling like I'm wasting time or something like that. And he said, well, it's up to you what you want to do. You know, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. up to you. So then after that, I, one day I said, well, I'll, I'll keep coming. You know, I'll keep coming. I'm not going to get discouraged. Cause I see that he, he did, he, he dropped his motivation a little bit. And I said, no, I can't, I can't give up on myself. I can't. Mm -hmm, so I got to mm -hmm. keep trying it. So, um, basically I was on YouTube one day and it was on a Sunday. I went to church and when I came home. And I was on YouTube and I looked, I came across this podcast and they were talking about vaginal steaming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I heard about this before. And it was a lady that actually, her name is Rosita Arvigo. And she had actually went down to Belize and she had studied with the uh, midwives and uh, an herbalist, a very famous herbalist that um, was down there, a man. Um, and she had just gave this awesome story about she had witnessed a woman. I think she had almost died and they were able to give her something with some rose petals, some kind of a tea or something like that. And they helped the, the lady instantly, you know, she was instantly healed. Mm. And so she was just fascinated by herbs and all the benefits of using herbs. And she wanted to study with this, like I said, with this healer, it was like a Bush doctor. Basically she studied okay. with, like an apprentice gotcha. and um, she was telling up telling about the vaginal steaming and how it was like the first form of fertility uh, back in those times and that's what people would ask well have you done a bajo have you done a lavage you know have you done but to my knowledge people never really had problems conceiving in those days I mean my grandmother was she had 12 children my other grandmother had seven um, I mean, I guess there was always people who had problems, but, and I think you know, you're right though, in that there was maybe less of it, you know, um, maybe a mm -hmm. hundred years ago, more than a hundred years ago, because yeah, I've, I've gone back in my lineage as well. And I, I've had some family members who have had 10 plus kids too. So I think mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot of the infertility that we have today, um, it is genetic in some forms and then for the forms that are not, you know, it's just a lot. That's a whole different conversation, though. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you know, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I do love my conspiracy theories. But, you know, that's a, that's a whole different conversation. But, yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely, yeah. yeah, for sure. So the vaginal steaming, is, I've heard, is really good. I haven't tried it yet. Um, just for the, the sake of relaxation and feeling more connected to my fem feminine energy. I, I've been saying I want to do it, but I haven't done it yet. So glad you mentioned it. Right. Yeah, you know, it's it's really it does it has so many benefits. Um it's 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 something I'm trying to promote. Um I really have a dream of having maybe owning a salon one day. You know, I'm I'm just it's such a but it's such a great thing. But basically to continue with the story. So that day she was saying about, you know, what you do, if you want to do it for fertility, which is one of the many reasons people do it for. Mm -hmm. All you do, you get some basic kitchen herbs. Uh, and she says, if you have the fresh ones, you could use 
certain a certain amount. If you have the um, dry ones, you use twice that amount, and you just you know boil it just as if you were preparing a, a tea, and then you put it. You basically sit over it, but you have to sit over it half nude, to where the um, the steam and the medicinal you know uh, herbs could penetrate you know your vaginal area. And then what it it does is not only it goes to your uterus. You know, and then it just cleanses. Yeah, it just takes out all the old blood, stagnant uh, debris, whatever is in there. And I kid you not, Monique, I did that that steam one time, and the next month I conceived. Wow! Ooh, I just got chills, girl. <laughs> I got chills on that one. Woo! Yes, yes, yes. Oh my because gosh, that's amazing! Incredible, 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 incredible. And I, you know. I want to say it, it, it could have been a combination. I'm, I know it was a steam. I'm saying it's a combination of things because I, you know, I was working on my, my levels and my hormones and all that stuff for a while. And so I understand some people have to do six steams, you know, four, you know, multiple steams to where they get their breakthrough. But I have been conditioning my body for a while. And I really feel like, that's why people are amazed when they hear one steam, but it's like they have to understand I had been doing acupuncture for a while and all that stuff. I really feel work together, you know, simultaneously work together, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. My first diagnosis was right tubal blockage. And when I went back four years later, it was gone. And I attributed to, you know, a combination of healthy living standards that I was going by in those four years to going back for IVF treatment. So um, yeah, it, it's, um, it's a very powerful tool when we use what, uh, the creator has already given us, you know, yeah. you know, and, um, I think it's important whether someone chooses to go through fertility treatment or not, that we just, I feel like the conversation is just about getting more in tune with our bodies and finding ways to live or a more wholesome life organically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, you know, the different areas of our bodies can benefit from it, especially hormones. That was a big thing for me with hypothyroid disease and such. So, yeah, I, I think that um, this is a very necessary conversation and, and, a, and a great reminder that what we put into our bodies and and the tools that we use are very important. And acupuncture is just amazing. It can do so yeah. much, just not for fertility, but for like mental well-being and such, you know. Yeah, for pain. One day I went in, I had like some cramping that day. And when I left, all the cramping was gone. Mm. Oh, it's good for pain relief. It's it's good for a lot of things. Mm. Wow. And so how did you come into being a faith-based um, a fertility coach then? Well, I was researching again and I found out a lot of people, you know, that have gone through fertility struggles they um become coaches and it's just a thing where you want to give back yeah you want to give back to people and like i said i want to give back in in so many ways you know but uh yeah and i it's faith based because i really feel like what got me through was listening to a lot of christian music you know all music is by is with lyrics and it just depends on what you put the lyrics too. And to me at the time, he was a very, very instrumental part of me, you know, in my journey and 
I would just listen to his lyrics and it was so encouraging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not over yet. That's the one oh song. My, that was, yes, I remember that one. You would, if you listen, I don't know if you've heard that song, but that was very encouraging to me. Yes, that was one of my favorites by him, actually. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. So you you know. Yes, okay. girl. I was still buying CDs then. So I had like, I had the whole album. Then there was a Caucasian gentleman that he had linked up with and did some songs with. And oh, my gosh, mm -hmm. it was just, I was all about Canton Jones back then. It was a couple of other artists, too, um, and Christian that were more like modern day Christian music um, celebrities and such. So, yeah, Canton Jones was big, though, because when I started becoming more more religious and, and spiritual based. Um, and back then I was actually a minister in training. And so I was deep, deep, deep in Christianity and my Christian faith back then. And um, so, you know, I did everything I could to immerse myself in it. And his CDs really helped me transition at the time from secular music into listening to more faith-based music because it still had that hip hop beat that I was familiar with when I was in my early twenties and stuff. So yeah. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, he resonated a lot with me back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> if you have some encouraging words that you'd like to leave um, our listener friends with, um, you can do so at the time and then also give out your social media handles for everybody to reach out to you and, and connect with you more and further. Yes, yes, I would love to. I would like to tell everyone that the scripture verse that I you know, clung on to when I was going through this was with God, all things are possible, mm -hmm. you know, and you just have to just keep, keep that in your heart, keep it in your mind and your soul. And just keep saying that to yourself every day. That's what I did, you know, and as far as my handle on my website is blessedfertilitycoaching.com. My handle is um, fertilitycoachnatalie. And, you know, I'm available to talk to anyone for a free consultation at any time. Just give me a call. I'm available. Wonderful, Natalie. Wonderful. And I'm going to make sure that I have it in the show details and on the website so everybody can just tap and go to you. So I appreciate you again, dear. And I hope that we can connect um, in the near future again as well and continue to help everybody and support one another, you know, while we're still in the midst of COVID and all of the social injustices and bringing more awareness to melanated voices. So I really appreciate you. And I'm glad we got to connect, especially now during this time too. Yes, same here. It was a, it was a pleasure. <laughs>